Welcome to another episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror in media. And today we're going to be talking about horror in music. How's it going, John? It's going well. I'm doing. I'm feeling good today. Same. Yeah, I felt good. It's the weekend. I'm all done with work. Just bought some new magic cards. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm feeling good. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm really excited to do this this particular episode yeah. today. This is one of the cool ones that's like an alternate for the the main media that we usually cover. Mm-hmm. It's usually like television, film. This one's just gonna be the music. Oh, oh and after but after what we've looked through, I we're gonna do more music ones. Oh, for sure. Oh, because there's yeah. so much content out there yeah. that has horror relations. Like I would love to cover the John Carpenter albums that he yes. made. He made two oh, of for them all of the, for voices. The movies, right? Yeah. No, not even for movies. He made albums like just oh. of his own stuff. Shit. Okay. His own like it's like really atmospheric, like creepy, spacey sounding music. Okay. It's dope though. It's cool. Very like a uh, very eighties synthy type type stuff. I love. I fucking <laughs> it's love do- that it's shit. dope as shit. It's um, good shit. Did you watch the film It Follows? Yes, I did. Man, the oh. music in that was fucking killer. That Prime. was so good. Very uh, it took a page out of the eighties. Yeah, Stranger Things did the same thing, yep. kind of like with their soundtrack also. <laughs> Hell so, yeah! I believe uh, so. We've got a few artists that we're gonna cover today. Uh, a few songs in particular. No, like full albums. We're not gonna do like a full album uh, review of these things. We're mostly going to just look over the lyrics of the song, talk about sort of how how it sounded, what we thought about them, and how they relate to horror as well. What makes these songs horror? Right. Um, and that's in like theme, the way mm-hmm. it's played, the sort of themes that go along with creating it, as well as lyrics. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I think that a good a good place to start, I think that the first song we wanted to start off with was uh, Cannibal Corpse's The Pickaxe Murders, <laughs> which is a, a, a by a death metal band that came out in around 1989, probably yeah. a little earlier than that. They started off in Florida. Uh, they were like one of the pioneers of the death metal genre, which is a very uh, intense music genre, to say the least. <laughs> um, it is definitely a, a niche group, a niche uh, genre, for I sure. I know. I feel like there's some people that have like started to take it as like a mainstream, cool thing to like. Yeah. But they don't de- actually yeah. like death metal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah, exactly. So it's like, oh, yeah, I really like this, but not really. Yeah, I love anthrax. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, but you don't like it's like that kid. I saw a kid wearing an Iron Maiden t-shirt once. Oh shit! And it was like, but it was like all bedazzled and stuff. Like oh. its teeth were all colored. And I'm like, I don't know if this guy actually likes. I don't Iron think Maiden Iron Maiden would approve. I don't know if they want their stuff all glitterly, no. bedazzly. I, I think Iron Maiden's more on the lines of if you buy our stuff, I guess that's fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're so loaded now; it doesn't matter. Yeah, like they, they have a yeah. private jet; they don't. They don't care. It should <laughs> also be noted that Cannibal Corpse—they're kind of like gods. <laughs> They're like amongst gods the amongst like the death metal community. They're yeah. like one of the head honchos for sure. Um, and they were uh, they were like banned in a couple countries because of the content of their lyrics yeah. back in the day. Also, the album covers and the album covers also did not help them in, in that <laughs> respect. Just gruesome scenes that oh, they put yeah. on there. It's, it's great all... seeing the memes for it, where mm-hmm. it's like the album cover and then a parental advisory thing in the yeah. corner. It's yeah. Like, yeah, that's gonna help a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I have Vincent Locke does all the artwork for all their album covers and everything. I don't think they've ever strayed away from him. He's always done them. The He's same like artist, the dedicated artist. Yeah, for all their album covers uh-huh, and everything. Yeah. So all, so you'll see like a, a commonality in all of them. Yeah, they because all they're all the done by Vincent. So okay. it's pretty cool. I think he did a comic for them too. They have like a Cannibal Corpse comic. Oh shit! I own it. And I'll, I'll, I'll one day. go find it. Okay. Yeah, I'll go find it. It's fun. It looks it looks cool. All the band members are like zombified in it. He like did Fuck portraits yeah. of all of them. It's pretty cool. Um. Anyway, so the song. I would like to get 
I'm a huge metal fan. Right. So like my interpretation is going to be a little different, but I feel like you're sort of a new listener yeah. to like this genre. And it's a very different thing to compared to what I think you listen to most of the uh, time. Yeah. So I do, I do like metal. I do like death metal. Um, I don't listen to it as often mm-hmm. because I got to be in a certain mood for it. Yeah. So like my standard is usually like jazz and well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like, like cruising slow, around. smooth jazz, really yeah. like lo-fi stuff. Mostly your, because, your... uh, cause I work a lot in an office. So I play, like you have to play something yeah. soft, you know, got to yeah. bust out the Steely Dan every now and then. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> yeah. I did that the other day. Yeah, yeah it was so good. Mm, uh, everyone near me was like, fuck yeah, we're going to listen to some Steely Dan today. So, yeah. yeah so before we get on to our love of Steely Dan, <laughs> let's discuss, uh, we can talk about that out of the podcast. That's not horror. <laughs> um, so we'll get to uh, the pickaxe murders by fuck Cannibal yeah. Corpse. And what were your uh, initial reactions? What was your initial like thought? Uh, so just listening to it as far as like how the music is, it's really fast paced. So there was like some heavy riffs going through it. They're going through the the lyrics really quickly. Um, to me, it felt like it, they would stop and go. Like they would say certain phrases and stop and then like shred for a little bit mm-hmm. and then go and continue on to what they're saying. Um, but the whole thing is kind of like a, it's like a story. Like he's basically like saying he's hunting down certain people and like he's like a slasher kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it translated into like a story that you're listening to, like a quick you know, two minute story about mm-hmm. how he's killing these people and how like he's sort of getting his vengeance on these people. And that's how it kind of played out to me. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. Although I wouldn't have known what he was saying in some parts, unless I looked at the lyrics. Definitely. Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely. Uh, Barnes, Barnes is the vocalist. Uh, right. Chris Barnes was the vocalist on that album, which came out in 1994. It was called the bleeding Shit. was the first one. And it's like, probably it's a really classic corpse record. Though. Oh, okay, like, people okay. are like, this is like, in my opinion, and in probably a lot of other ones, um, the bleeding was Cannibal Corpse's like the peak of their sound. In my opinion, it was like oh, shit. the in my opinion, it was the best sound they ever had. Though they released good material later, it was my favorite. Like okay. I felt like I felt like Barnes had his lows really in tune with everything. The guitar production sounded great. They had some really groovy riffs on it and stuff. But I don't want to go too deep in to that analysis but um well like the the way that the lyrics were sung and how the melody sort of came like out of the song to me it gave the feeling of like impulsiveness like the impulsiveness of being a violent and like kind of murderous person yeah definitely is what was striking me the most when listening to it and then when i really got to look at the lyrics i got more of an idea of what he was talking about oh yeah no definitely um and you can kind of like you start to like you can start to hear the enunciations too and so you yeah. can kind of put after reading it you're like oh yeah that sounds like that word now i feel like i feel like where he's going um every time i listen to cannibal corpse song especially this one when you're when you mention like the stop and go that they do yeah. in it, I always get like the, I always get like a visual of like this like like kind of like twitchy yes. individual with like an axe with like a strain like running Yo, upstairs. I wrote and, that like, down as a no. I said twitchy. Yeah, <laughs> like legit. So, yeah, yeah. No, it totally feels like I just imagine like this twitchy dude like running upstairs and just yep. hacking people to pieces, and that's just like the whole song. And it's just like and it creates a visual. So it's almost yeah. like what I love about Cannibal Corpse is they're so good at creating like a like a horror movie, almost like a sound, like a, like an audio horror movie yes. for you to go through. And it creates the feeling and it creates the tension without having to, without the like little nuances that come with film. Oh yeah. Yeah. They don't, they're only working with the audio with, with sound specifically. Yeah. And so I love that they take it and they create that sort of thing. I'm guessing the whole album kind of has like a common theme mm-hmm. and then they're just kind of running through it. Yeah. And then, it's a lot of, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of, well, I mean, it's not just like the violence and gore, but it's more of like, uh, 
the sort of like theme of the murders and the slashers. And yeah, like exactly. That. Uh, some of it, some of it really, I mean, to be, let me be completely honest. Campbell corpse is definitely all about the gore. They right. do not stray away from that. They are, they bask in it. <laughs> they bask in gore. They let it rain down upon them and then like show up covered in it. And right. then like they immerse themselves as fully as they can in that stuff. And it's nuts. And it produces some pretty cool art in my opinion. Uh, was there any lyrics that stood out to you? Uh, one of the first ones that showed up to me was uh, they chose to use the word molest it. Mm-hmm. And so that to me is like a very specific word oh, that yes. evokes a certain emotion. Um, in this case, it didn't strike me as something that was like, oh, this person's getting raped. Mm-hmm. It's more of like the, the word molest it used like kind of when it first came about. Mm-hmm. And it just means like something that is not how it used to be. It's yeah. like changed in an extreme way. Yes, and so absolutely. they decided to use that at the beginning of one of the songs. Um, I don't know the exact line. It says molested something else. Molested and left, limbs split in half. I ruptured their flesh, puncture wounds to the head. Yes. <laughs> Puncture wounds to the head. Well, I have to ask though, like, why do you think they chose something like that? More of to like an evoke an emotion out of it, like to get a feeling and like shock. shock factor. Shock factor, absolutely. A lot of like you'll see a lot of like a lot of like earlier cannibal corpse stuff, a lot of sexual violence going on. Yeah. A lot of the time. So like weird and like necrophilic like yes. imagery and stuff and a lot of their stuff like I mean, it's it's in this song too. Well, if I didn't know anything about them, <laughs> mm-hmm. I would be like, "Well, this is, might be like some problematic stuff." Yeah. But knowing who they are and like seeing the interviews and things like that, yeah. they're like the nicest guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they're not like they're totally are just dudes that like love horror movies and they just want to be shocked and like, right. like thrilled by it and they want to do the same thing. And um, considering how many, how many like I've seen more women fans of cannibal corpse <laughs> than i've seen of like any other metal band i've ever seen like i've seen so many of them like in public walking around sporting the gear oh, and gotcha. stuff okay. like and i don't get it like I don't get it. it's still like it's still it's fine like i'm so glad that you know it's able to like apparently the band's following has been that inclusive enough right, for that yeah. sort of thing that would be my guess so that's that pretty cool people who like cannibal corpse probably are um a certain type of fan mm-hmm. and so anyone who's interested kind of gets brought in so yeah. it's not kind of uh restrictive in that yeah. way i feel like some of their earlier stuff because I, I they don't really like their their early their later songs now with like their new lineup and everything and like the new like course of the band's going they kind of cut out the sexual aspect a lot of the time yeah. a lot of their lyrics nowadays um still have dope as fuck riffs they're great fucking players they like <laughs> have really tightened their songwriting a lot over the years um and i think that that was sort of like a marketing decision on their part probably yeah In a way, it was sort of like we need to tone down the sexual stuff a little bit because it's kind of uh, you know what I mean? I mean, right. but there is like when when uh, there is some songs that still tie on that, but it's like it's it's more like silly, yeah. like stuff it's like, like Guar. There's yeah, kind of <laughs> kind of Guar's a little bit more slapsticky with yeah. their gore and yeah, violence, but like Cannibal Corpse has like that song "Orgasm Through Torture" where they literally discuss a girl biting off this dude's dick and then like chewing it up and throwing up uh, <laughs> back up on him again. And he's just like, oh my god! <laughs> See, that's kind of a reversal, though. That's yeah. That's a that's male genitalia mutilation. Yeah, exactly. Like, so they don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. They don't care <laughs> who you are or anything like that. They're just like, we're gonna kill you in this song. Yeah. And I've just sure. heard. I've seen like, oh I feel my like god! That alone would be some appeal to some women. I watched. I saw Cannibal Corpse live not too long ago, and Corpse Grinder was just like, 
He said some pretty awful shit on stage, oh, shit. but I saw a group of women just go, what? Like, freak out <laughs> freak about out. it. Right? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> this song is for the ladies. It's called Addicted to Vaginal Skin. <laughs> oh, my God. And he's just like, if I don't see any of you, like, all you bitches out in the, out in the back. And he's, like, pointing at all the people that are staying out the rag. And he's just like, you better start moshing because I'm going to murder and rape every last one of you. And, like, all the girls, like, Wah! freaking the fuck out. And, like, all the dudes freaking out, like, please murder and, like, rape me. Oh, my <laughs> like, gosh. It's, just so, like, it's such a different, like, experience. And I, and I definitely understand why it rubs elbows with the, with the modern culture now. Right. It, rub, it would rub some serious elbows and stuff like that. And it's, like, they do a good job of keeping themselves, like, very right. neutral on that spectrum. They don't say a lot of stupid racist shit or sexist shit at all. They just fucking That's play their music. you do it. You stay quiet. Yeah, like, <laughs> just fucking think, make your art. Dude, why do you think Daft Punk is so popular? They never they, speak. They, they never say a speak. fucking thing. No one cares. <laughs> no one they, gives a fuck what yeah. they think. They just like their music. I think uh, Corpse Grinder's biggest thing was who's like the front men for Cannibal Corpse now is that he fucking, he's like, he's a World of Warcraft gamer. Okay. I guess. So he like, <laughs> and he loves the Horde. He's like, oh. and the undead, yeah. And just oh, like, fuck, and he like, right. he like, he like played and it was like a meme forever was like Corpse Grinder oh, yeah. fucking plays WoW. <laughs> <laughs> um. And I, I, and so, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, I, I feel like that's really all I have to say about Cannibal Corpse right. at the moment. I have to point out a few other lyrics that like, kind of uh, stood out to me. Mm-hmm. One of them was uh, knee deep in the blood of the dead. So at this point, it's like an image. It's very much like a, a like a lore image, mm-hmm. something you would see like in a like a weird book or like an art mm-hmm. book, which is just whatever murder, just knee deep in all of this yeah. stuff, and like he's just been murdering people for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that added to like the story where it's like this guy's been doing this murder for a long time. He even says like it's not over. Like I want to be back. And yeah, he's like, exactly. I'm coming back yep. with my axe. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the main ones, and then. Uh, the last one that says rotten walking dead hunting living victim. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's not just him anymore. Yeah, exactly. He's like referring to anyone who he considers to be like the undead. And it could just be like a grander, like, Oh, look at all of these murderous people hunting all these, li- these living people. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it turns into like an aggressive murdering song and then kind of like a warning at the end of it's so like there's not just me like it's there's yeah. other people yeah, exactly. who are yeah. fucking crazy and mm-hmm. are gonna start doing things like this so those stood out to me and i was like all right <laughs> <laughs> nice. but but yeah i think i think that was i think that's all i got to say about that song yeah, so, yeah pretty much yeah I think, we, I think we covered it pretty well yeah. and a little bit about the band too yeah for sure so what was the next one the next song that we're going to cover today after i pull up my notes <laughs> uh faithful viewers uh we're gonna cover uh Alice Cooper's Roses on White Lace. Oh, man. Now, we got some shit to talk about Alice Cooper. Right. And this album in particular. So, so <laughs> John, John, because I've heard this song a whole bunch of times, right. I'm going to do the same thing with Cannibal Corpse. And I'm going to talk to you and say, like, what did you, uh, what was your experience with this, with this song? Uh, it struck me as, like, a sto- uh, short story. So, mm-hmm. like, to me, it came off as uh, he was in love with this woman who was getting married possibly to somebody else and then he just went in and murdered her and then is now having this song about how he like can't find body parts there's blood all over the white (laughs) lace of her wedding dress and is like trying to like get through the feelings of what that's like and so that's what sort of came out first and then um to me it's like it's easy to sing along with like once you figure out the riff and like um or the um the chorus is the like chorus. one of the biggest parts Yeah, the for chorus it. Yeah. is like super easy to recognize. You can sing along with it. And then um, to me, it's sort of like follow that like typical 
format of like a song. Yep. Like has like the intro, the chorus, verse, the main, chorus, the main verse, verse and then goes back to the chorus. Yep. So like it, it didn't really deviate from that. So you were able to like follow along, you know, when he's going to switch back to these lyrics. And so yeah. I think that was sort of done on purpose because mm-hmm. for like the general, this was like a studio album. Yeah, it was a studio album. It came out in 1987. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, well, Roses and White Lace was an, a song off of the album Raise Your Fist and Yell. Yeah. In 1987. What was that album like made for? Was it just like a standalone album? Oh, uh, the album was actually, uh, it was following a concept that Cooper was laying down okay. at the time period where he was doing a lot of um, like slasher oh, type of gotcha. like, things. Okay. So he has like a few other songs, I'm, I suppose. I don't actually, I'm not really a huge Alice Cooper guy and I think I'm going to have to listen to more. Yeah. But um, it followed him, it, it followed a few like that type of trend, like it's going to fire like the slasher stories sort of deal okay so i wasn't that far off then no 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 you definitely you definitely nailed it i um (laughs) i I really like the lyrics on this one uh because it really plays with like the idea of like insanity and you know going after potentially like you know like a bride that is not marrying you and you're upset about it sort of deal um well he he even says in one of the lyrics that it's uh um roses on white lace mm -hmm. which is really just like blood yeah all over the all over the lace blood drops look like roses on white lace they won't wash away (laughs) <laughs> like, in my eyes, they're roses on white lace. Right. So, like, even though he's just committed this really, like, heinous, murderous crime, yeah. he's still like, but it looks so nice. Yeah. And it's like rubbing himself <laughs> with the blood and, like, yeah. not freaking out about it. The, the music itself was a very much, like, very 80s metal like yes. guitar, oh, totally. guitar riffs and stuff. It definitely has like that sort of like that poppy vibe of that time period yeah, to it's it. Really close. Really accessible to get into. And um and it makes you sing along to like this really dark and like twisted yeah, thing. you don't realize what the hell you're singing along yeah, exactly. with unless you look at the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And then to me, it like almost went into a different genre. It was so close to being that like 80s hair metal that like yeah. where they were singing almost a certain there. way. It was so close, but it was still within but, like its own yeah, sort of genre. Like, like Cooper's voice, like vocals, yeah. not, they're very whispery. Yeah. I caught you in the <laughs> deepest way, a crippling sound. And he's been making I, music for like how long now? Seventies, dude. Sixty nine was actually his like was like one of his first albums that he was oh, a part shit. of. This is him doing solo stuff. Okay. Uh, so he like had his own like band, and then he did like a solo bunch of albums and stuff that he was a part of, and it kind of followed like a slasher, um, slasher that slasher thing that I was. So talking he is about. a lot. He's like eclectic. He's been making yeah. music for for a like, while now. So yeah. long now. He's like he's one of the guys in um Wayne's World. Okay. He's like he shows up. They go to Alice Cooper's oh, show, right? And like hang out with him and stuff. <laughs> and I, uh, one of my friends, one of my one of my close friends that I, I that uh, has met Alice Cooper, oh, shit, has met Alice Cooper and said that he was pretty much just like that. All right. And like he was just like he was in Wayne's World. Just sits down, talks about history, and like <laughs> just he like seems a scholarly like he would know guy. A lot. Yeah, he he know like a lot a, of stuff. Like a scholarly man. All right. Um, the cool thing about Raise Your Fist and Yell, though, there's some interesting bits uh, about Alice Cooper and whatnot. First of all. Alice Cooper uh, has a cameo in the movie uh, Prince of Darkness as a like murderous vagrant. Apparently, he, he, <laughs> I have not actually seen that movie, which I need what to watch. What a great cameo! Yeah, and he has a cameo in that. Uh, another track off of the same album, "Raise Your Fist and Yell," that we're yeah. talking about. Wait, so the the one you just mentioned, the um, where he shows up in that film, that's from the Apocalypse trilogy. Yes, the oh, okay. Prince of Darkness is yeah. one of them, and it's John Carpenter's Prince yeah. of Darkness. So that's the one that he Fuck shows yeah. up in. Okay. Uh, and then another thing is um, the the song "Lock Me Up" on this album on the Razor Fist and Yell uh, has Robert England as a guest appearance Fucking on that one. Robert England, yes, as the Freddy Krueger actor. 
Holy shit. Exactly. I know. Crazy. Super funny. Right? I but mean, it totally follows that theme, yeah. though. It's sticking right with the theme. They all hang out, I'm sure, and like get together for collaborations and things like yeah, that. absolutely. Because it's, it's got to be a smaller community mm-hmm. doing all of the horror stuff. Because like, you only get a few people who are really good at it. And then anyone else who's good is like kind of an indie person. And then they get brought into whatever community is like popular at that time. No, that's very true. There's only like... At the moment, I feel like there's only, like, a few people who are, like, the front runners of doing stuff, like, making new things, which mm-hmm. includes, like, Jordan Peele, and then, like, other people who are making films, like, what's the one we want to see? Uh, Midsummer, mm-hmm. Like, that is, like, a whole different genre of horror that they're starting to make now. And so those are the those are going to be the people that are going to be super old later, and then people are going to want to make cameos for them or, like, have them include it with, like, collaborations. They're going to be like, uh, I mean, I don't think George, did George Romero ever have any cameos? I'm sure he had cameos Romero? In yeah, he yeah Romero, up, totally. He I'm would sure. show up, like, really really randomly and stuff okay yeah but no one really knew what he looked like apparently which is really weird <laughs> but i mean he was He's, your very typical he, old he looks man. like a really typical little like yeah. balding old man yeah. from what i've seen his uh, interviews were great though he would explain about how he came up with the ideas and like how he basically like made a genre <laughs> and like everyone was just like you are the godfather of this genre mm-hmm. so that was cool yeah yeah very That's awesome cool they're all connected so um some of my favorite lyrics right from this song or whatever are definitely come from the chorus yeah you know, um, I love this whole, like, you know, like, uh, you know, in my eyes, blood drops look like roses on white lace. They won't wash away in my mind. They're roses on white lace straight from the heart. So dead upon the bed. You hurt me in the deepest way. I'm crippled inside. I took your evil skin away. It's all cut and dry. <laughs> I saw, I, I saw your tongue and carefully, oh, I saw you tonight and carefully took your hand with some smears on your cheeks. I knew that you would understand. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> the whole like the whole like so dead upon the bed, still searching for your head, like whole bit is so like so creepy and evil, and I just right. love it. I love how like um, almost blissful he is in this in this. Yeah, work that he's, he's doing. like retelling about how he basically murdered someone. Like, <laughs> I, like one of the lyrics was like right before that when he says, uh, "I came into your room that night and made such a mess." So <laughs> it's like that's like two different things. Like it can either be like a straight violence, like he killed her and uh just like made a mess with all the blood and body parts or it's a like a sexual innuendo and ended up being like oh he may have like assaulted this person so yeah. it's just like and well, the only reason why i got that idea was because there's literally a line later that's like uh uh where did it go um oh no i didn't write it down anyway there was a line that was sort of explaining like what he was doing with like after he had murdered the person and like how he's sort of like going through the chorus while being there in the scene <laughs> <laughs> and then tell us like well to me it just looks like roses yeah so it's like, not a big deal I don't know why everyone's making a big deal about the roses on that lady's dress <laughs> plus lace is usually only found on very fancy things which is mm-hmm. like a wedding dress yeah even though it doesn't really say like wedding dress specifically oh he does say wedding oh, he gown. does he does say wedding okay. gown a prettiest uh, the, you're, the prettiest dress i came into your yeah i'm pretty sure he says i saw you in your wedding gown the prettiest thing, right? Doesn't I think he just it? says like a dress or like pretty dress, but like really, what dress has that? Yeah, know, has right. Yeah, exactly. With gown. lace and whatnot. Yeah, so I figured that was the thing. Um, to me, he has shown up in a few films, and like there's one. I think it was um, what's the movie with Johnny Depp as a vampire and uh, like the shadows or something. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. He in show- the shadows he- or. Uh, no, that's something else. That's oh. uh, that's that's uh, YTT or whatever. The guy who oh, okay. did um, the new Thor movie. That's 
uh, what they do in the shadows is is the movie he does. Oh, okay, that's what gotcha. I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. There was some other one. Anyway, uh, he shows up in that because he plays at someone's party, so he does his own music <laughs> in the movie <laughs> and like shows up and he's like in a straight jacket. <laughs> oh my god! Wait a minute, I have to go back to Cannibal Corpse because they had a cameo in Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. What the fuck? Yes, they're playing Hammer Smash Face when 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 Ace Ventura goes into the club and he starts dancing around. It's Cannibal Corpse that's playing. Oh my god! And Jim Carrey asked for them to be there. Shit. Yeah. So anyway, but back to, but I just want that tangent because people need to know that. Right. <laughs> now you need to go watch and look so, for them. So uh, Alice Cooper. Uh, so you're, what, did you, did you enjoy the song? Um, I liked it, but it's not the favorite one on the list. Gotcha. Like, I feel like it's probably just one of so many different themed items that he's created. Mm-hmm. And to me, he seems like he likes the idea of creating a concept and then making like either a song or an album about it and exploring mm-hmm. where that yeah. takes him. And so he's probably gone through a bunch of different stories, gone down a bunch of different roads and created all of these things. And so he's just been constant. So he looks yeah. like a person who's always busy and yeah. has been making a lot of things. And it isn't just like, oh, he only released like one album and like it was the best thing you ever heard. And then he never made music again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like he's, made, he's made a lot. So you this can go is, through. I mean, this is the same guy that was like, school's right. out. For summer, you know, he's the same that guy. Um, I feel like I feel like we're kind of done with Alice. Yeah, Cooper. I think that I feel was like we're finished. It. Um, the next band we're moving on to is the Misfits. Nice. Uh, they're the song "Night of the Living Dead" by them. This is which era of the Misfits? Oh, this is the Danzig era of the Misfits, and it came out on their album. Give me one moment. I mm. always I always forget this one in particular because I don't listen to this album that often. <laughs> See, I'm like I, I love Danzig era Misfits, right? But I always listen to like Legacy of Brutality. And that's yeah. like the only album I listen to. From <laughs> that's it. Strictly that one. So um, there's that whole deal. But uh, this one came off of what was it? They they were with you or they took you or. Uh, uh, I I think this one was off of. Uh, it was like a concept album where it was like songs from hell. And it was like one of the main ones. Walk Among Us is the name of the album. Nice. And it came out in 1982. Shit. So Walk Among Us and uh, Night of the Living Dead is, uh, you know, John, um, what was your. Uh, how- well, first, the title is a nice reference to the movie. Yeah. So Night of the Living Dead mm-hmm. for zombies because it's like the most iconic zombie film. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like it's very punk. Yeah. You know? Super so it's like, like yeah, straight it- punk. Uh, yeah. there wasn't too much like blended in. It's almost, it, it felt almost like it was getting to grunge, but it wasn't like it was before, like <laughs> yeah. people yeah. really got into it. Mm-hmm. And so, that, and then it's, of course it's iconic because of Danzig and everyone knows him and his voice. Yep. So like listening to it, I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like this is like the era of the misfits that people love the most. Yep. And then, um, now it's, it's like people do like it, but they probably don't know certain it's not it's not as i mean nobody i mean pretty much the misfits are just kind of like whoever's in that band right now is just kind of rolling yeah because they switched out so many bands. i think i think doyle is the only person that's like who cares like well there's only like like, i think that's he's like the only original band member right yeah i I think so yeah they switched out almost everybody my my familiarity with the misfits history is pretty bad to be honest, because I'm like I like just recently started listening to them. Should have listened to them like a long time ago, but never right. listened to punk really that much. So um, I felt like the song was talking about how uh, everyone is kind of just living in hell, and mm-hmm. that like everyone's sort of a zombie in that sense. Because it isn't um, a violent song. 
No. You listen to it. It's almost like upbeat when you're yeah. listening to it. Super upbeat. Like really upbeat, like punk. It's quick. It's only like a minute and a half. Like it isn't mm-hmm. really a long song. Nope. And then they get into like, you know, what you might feel if you're a zombie. Like I think at one point he's like, I can't feel my arm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's one of the lyrics that shows up there. And so to me, that's what kind of stood out. Um, and then uh, kind of like he's addressing a certain person or really just the person listening mm-hmm. where he's like, oh, you think this isn't real? Like this is real. Like we're living in this. And that's sort of the vibe that I got, got off of it. Yeah. Um, I, I really like the uh, like the uh, like the beginning. The beginning lyrics are really um, evocative of the idea of being a zombie and what and sort of like describing like a horde of the walking dead. Yeah. You know, just wandering around, you know, stumble in a som, uh, somnambulance. So what is that? Is that an actual? Word? I actually don't know what somnambulance means. I you know what do you want? Dictionary means yeah, somnambulance. Gonna, you want me to do it? I'm going to I'm going to look it up. It's like somn and then ambulance. Uh, somnambulance. Mm-hmm. Walking or having the habit of walking while asleep. Oh shit! Resembling or having the characteristics of a sleepwalker, sluggish. Oh shit! So it's just pretty much describing what it's like to be a zombie mm-hmm. and how you might just be going through your everyday life as a zombie, mm-hmm. kind of just being yeah. asleep while you're walking. Yeah, exactly. Around. Yeah, you see, like, nice. like that's yeah. nice. That's a nice. Uh, yeah. Lyric. So the, the lyrics are like stumble in some ambulance. So pre-dawn corpses come to life. Armies of the dead survive. Armies of the hungry ones. Yeah. And only ones, lonely ones, ripped apart like shredded wheat. Only ones, lonely ones, be, <laughs> shredded be wheat. a sort of human picnic. <laughs> I feel like shredded wheat is such a reference to the time. Yeah, no, right? Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> like shredded wheat was the thing to be eating in the yeah. morning at that time. <laughs> they totally they were just like, I had some Wheaties this morning. Yeah, fuck breakfast. yeah. Eat some shredded wheat. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like human body parts in uh, <laughs> cereal. That's fucking great. Uh, you think you're a zombie? You think it's a scene from some monster magazine? Well, open your eyes now. Too late. No fantasy. Because this ain't no loving. This ain't no happiness. This ain't no feeling in my arm. <laughs> that's it that's the line yeah <laughs> so funny like it's like it's like almost goofy in a yeah. way like they're doing it like they're almost like it's like a monster party for them uh, like yeah. every time i imagine that when they would play live and people would be there that it was everyone was just really happy to be there yeah uh, it wasn't super violent yeah. there was probably definitely people like moshing with each yeah, other yeah like the moshing thing together. is like it's like a metal it's like the yeah. metal punk rock dance yeah sort of deal that's the dance you do when you go to a show like yep. that and I even saw like, oh man, you you'll see like mosh pits happen at the ran- most random shows yeah, nowadays. For real. Like I went to go see explosions in the sky. Oh weird. There was a fucking mosh pit for that. I don't know why. I don't know why that happened, yeah. but it happened. It's <laughs> super weird. Uh, I went to see. Uh, do you know who Chon is? Yeah. I went to see them, and people tried to start one, and everyone else was like, "Whoa, dude!" Like, "Whoa, Relax. we're trying to we're trying to smoke our weed and chill." We're trying right to listen now, to like... this melodic instrumental yeah. music here. All right. Yeah, can you please <laughs> calm down? Take a seat. You know? <laughs> That shit was hilarious. Uh, so funny. Yeah, I feel that though. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I really, I enjoy this song. Uh, I think there's some. Um, this was like one of the ones I felt that was like the most like in your face horror theme that I could think of. Right, because it's a direct reference. Yeah, to, exactly. To they have songs about like killing and stuff like that, you know, sort of. But it's not like always horror themed. Right. Where this one, I think, is a lot closer to well, it. Well, even the band itself was pretty good at doing the horror theme. Like yeah. there was like pictures of them like yeah. in coffins, mm-hmm. um, like doing some face paint. Their, yeah. Their logo they is were... like kind of eliciting that. They they started they started like the horror punk like horror yes. rock sort of thing. They were like the originals. Like there yeah. was nobody. The Misfits were their own thing at the time. Yeah, there no one was that, doing this. Yeah, nobody other. Yeah, exactly. 
So that's why they're special, and that's why they yeah. inspired so many other like genres and whatnot. Like on the next time we talk, I'd love to bring up like Necromantics, yep. and other bands like that it's that like also Psycho Billy, that all, yeah, exactly, <laughs> that, like that like flirt with horror a lot yep. and stuff. And I love that. I love all that stuff. Um, we'll listen to like a Buckethead song. No, yeah. <laughs> are there any horror Buckethead songs? <laughs> there might Weird. be. There shit. might be. Oh shit! We'll have to see. We'll yeah. find the creepiest Buckethead song. <laughs> I love that that dude really performs with a bucket on his head. Yeah, he does. Yeah, Buckethead does do that. That is true. That's fucking great. Um, he's also just really talented too. He's crazy yeah, talented. Yeah, crazy good guitarist. Um, but anyway, not we didn't, Buckethead is not part of right. He's not having any place in horror right now. So I think it's, I think we're we're yeah, over talking that, about the Misfits. That was so. pretty much it for the Misfits. Yeah, so what's uh what's the next? The next one? one we've got is we've got like a double. Yeah, two from the same yeah. thing. And um, John, you you chose Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas, um, Jack's Lament, that song. Yes. And you also chose This Is Halloween. Yeah, the intro, basically. Yes, basically. So, so I chose these because everyone knows what The Nightmare Before Christmas is. And it's been a long-standing like, stop-motion animation film. Uh, for Halloween, gets to be played for like the rest of the year, basically, because it's both Halloween and Christmas. So like you'll basically see it in October, like early like August on TV, all mm-hmm. the way through to the New Year, because people love watching it. And so I chose I chose the intro because it's so memorable. And like so you can go to like the park, you can go to Disneyland and go into the Haunted Mansion, and they play some of these songs in mm-hmm. there. So it's like they've definitely and they'll change out the whole theme of it for like nightmare for christmas but i chose these songs specifically because of the way that they built the lyrics so the intro is really memorable but it tells the story of like different types of monsters that you're going to encounter so like there's the one that's like under the stairs there's like witches there's vampires there's werewolves and so it goes through all of the classic like mythology of horror like mm-hmm. classic horror movie monsters so that's why i liked it a lot yeah no um definitely the song this is halloween is definitely an homage to all of like classic yep. horror monsters every single one of them you know like i i love the lyrics in this one too i recently rewatched a nightmare for christmas after not seeing it since i was a oh, very young since you're super so small. yeah so when you watch it when you're an adult there's so much creative like language used yes. and it, there's so much packed in there that like kids will miss but they'll be enamored by the colors and whatnot right however the lyrics won't touch them nearly as deeply i don't think as much as they will adults because my whole my whole deal is just you know uh, oh my gosh it's 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 really good it's really really well done i love the lyrics in this one there's like there's so many good lines i don't even know what to take from like I (laughs) i honestly don't um it's also good to note that these were both written by danny elfman yes and i believe he performs the vocals for jack um, I'm not sure if he does. I believe we'd that he, to, we'd have to confirm. It. I will. I will confirm <laughs> with Google, my friend. Um, I like. So I chose the intro and Jack's lament, but I chose the intro because of that sort of overview that they give you when you go into the film. So it's uh to me the whole the whole movie plays out kind of like a play. So mm-hmm. um, it's very dramatic in where it has an intro, it has the interludes, it has like things you would expect of a stage play. And so the intro is very much a setup and an intro to the world that they live in and sort of what are they doing? And so they're celebrating Halloween and it's like they do it every year and then they spend the rest of the 365 days preparing for Halloween. Like the day after they're like, he's, it's only 364 days. So yes, exactly. Till Halloween. Right. (laughs) Till the next Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. They're just always waiting for that. What full year circle. Um, But so in the movie, in the movie and on the soundtrack, um, right. Chris uh, Chris Sarandon is the voice of of Jack Skellington. Okay, Danny Elfman is the singer. Got it. So okay. he sings and wrote the music wow. the music for these. Um, 
and that's just ridiculously impressive. A lot of the music on this album is written by Danny Elfman, too. And if you don't know who Danny Elfman is, he was in Oingo Boingo. Uh, <laughs> yep. He's uh, been in a ridiculous amount of stuff that I can't he's remember. He's composed a lot of music. Yeah, for, he's for he's himself. this guy is a professional composer. This yep. guy like does nothing but fucking make music all the time. <laughs> he's like one of those uh, people in media that has like their own signature on things. Mm-hmm. So like uh, you knew, you know like Danny Elfman's music. You know like Hans Zimmerman, the guy who did Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Like you know John Carpenter from like the slasher films. So yeah. like you'll know it's his music when it starts playing. Um, mostly because he always combines with certain like directors. So mm-hmm. he loved being with Tim Burton. Yeah, like that's like one of his favorite mm-hmm. people to do to make uh, media with. And so he's shown up in that. Um, I feel like he did the music for, I think it was Batman and Robin. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is also, yep. Uh, I will also say Elfman, Elfman is really um, particular because he's very theatrical in yes. performance. He's really expressive. There's not a lot of, I haven't, he, he's perfect for like musical theater and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, like he's for perfect sure. for it. Well, that's um, what uh, Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas is. It's like, it's a musical. And yeah, it's very absolutely. much like people could perform this on the stage and it'd be mm-hmm. a fine translation. Oh yeah. No, they were doing um live, uh, live, uh, like live orchestrations oh, yeah. of it and stuff that were performing not too long ago. Oh, that's cool. And I, I believe Danny Elfman did go there and performed like <laughs> his scat, his Jack Skellington yes. bits and whatnot, which are just, are just glorious on um, their own. I chose Jack's Lament because of how much it sounded like a stage play. Yes. Like even just the way they set up the cemetery that he walks into, mm-hmm. it looks like a set. <laughs> so like you have just like the backdrop, which is the moon and uh, like the stars and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just like regular stuff in front of him and then the foreground and that's it. You, it looks like people just kind of roll things on in front of him and then he walks in and does his, his whole song. I, I love how um how sort of like gothic the entire like yes. the entire like theme is for that whole one. It's like the moon in the background, yep. the stars like you're talking about, yeah. and just how it's like how it's shot. And I mean, this has probably been said for years and years already about how amazing all the scenes of this movie are. Everyone's already seen <laughs> this this movie. Um uh, but it's it's great and I and I love all of the um just like the little nuances that he comes in and it really shows like a cascade of different emotions right. that he's going through well, during this entire. Well, because he starts the song feeling like kind of over it. Like he doesn't really want to be. Yeah. Well, his yeah. whole, I mean, from what I gathered from the song uh, was essentially like he, it's basically like an idea of being kind of over what you're really into and needing to find something new to reinvigorate your life again. Yes. And that's the entire point of this song. Yeah. In this and, case, he's tired of being the pumpkin king Mm -hmm. and like scaring people every year Mm -hmm. he kind of wants to do something different Mm -hmm. but he also sort of like he he literally laments that he is good at it yeah and that he can't really just give up and so he has to like find some sort of inspiration he's like like, it's like it's a lot of like celebrities and it's like a celebrity sort of like (laughs) you know what i mean where he's sort of stuck in a role that he cannot leave because people will like their opinion of him will change and he'll lose yeah exactly he'll lose all of the influence that he has which in the film it does sort of happen that way yeah he Mm -hmm. like he gets so interested in christmas that everyone is like what is he doing he's crazy like he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing something's up with jack (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's literally a song about it (laughs) yeah or that, that's like the intro to like uh, another song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Oh man, good movie. <laughs> that's a good movie. Good music too. It's definitely a soundtrack you can just listen to um, all the way through. Specifically it's good music. about the song, what I liked uh, was his delivery for certain lyrics. Mm-hmm. And he'll like pause. He'll extend out how long he says a certain word. Mm-hmm. He'll like deepen his voice for certain parts of the song while also getting like. Uh, Certain parts of it are meant to like sort of scare you a bit, 
where he even he even says that he's like he's a master of fright and like mm-hmm. he goes through all of it. So like that's one of the one of the main lines for it. I'm a, I'm the master of fright and a demon of light and I'll scare you right out of your parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To a guy in Kentucky, I'm Mr. Unlucky and I'm known throughout England and France. You know. <laughs> he even mentions pulling off his head to to recite Shakespearean. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, and then he does actually pull yeah. out his head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's so like that's what we're talking about. Like Danny Elfman is so expressive that he delivers these lines perfectly yeah. to like really give you like it's a great intro to the character of who Jack Skellington is. Yeah, because it's pretty early in the film. Yeah, it's, it's like, like right it's one after, of the first ones. Actually, I think it's right after the intro. I think these are back to back. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, I think it's the it's the this is Halloween song, and they have a little bit of a of an intro, and then he walks off into the cemetery, and then this song comes on. Yeah. So definitely. yeah, so they're actually I didn't realize they were right next to each other. <laughs> so yeah, by accident I chose those. <laughs> yeah, the only other one I I thought was good was uh, the one you mentioned before with the three kids. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. Lock, shock, and barrel. Yeah, exactly. Those those three children. <laughs> <laughs> Catch up the Santa Claus, beat him with a stick. <laughs> Just these like <laughs> demonic children. <laughs> Wake him up at supper time and see if he's sick. I love like, that. I don't even think that's actually the lyric, but it's uh, something like that. It's they, so funny. Like they say to like bury him. For yeah, like ninety years. Bury him for ninety years and then, years and then like dig alive. him alive. <laughs> <laughs> see if he's asleep. See if he's asleep. Yeah, there's some good shit. But yeah, I think I think that's about yeah, about it for that that's one. Pretty, yeah. That's pretty well covered. I think. I think we did that one justice. Um, what is the final song? The that final we're a song look at? that we picked is from. Oh man, I'm a huge black metal fan, John. I love that genre pretty pretty heavily. And uh, the last song we're doing is by a little band, a little band from Sweden called Dissection, and their song "Where Dead Angels Lie." Holy shit! And I'm sure we've got a lot to talk about with this one. Yes, it's a long fucking song. Why we chose it last? And oh yeah, definitely. Um, and so uh, John, I've listened to this song so many times because I love the ever-loving shit out of it <laughs> but what was your experience like with this song what, how did you listen to it so i think you caught me at a good moment especially with the kind of lyrics that are in it because like you just got me into like dungeon synth yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, this yeah. Was, so um very much a story uh to me it read like a, a lore piece and you kind of get this uh grand metaphor or what it's like for something really pure, like an angel, to get corrupted or get tempted into corruption by something that they mm-hmm. want or like want to experience. And so it basically tells the story about how an angel slowly becomes evil, and then what are like the results of that. Mm-hmm. And it's a long song; it's like five yeah. minutes. Oh yeah, I know it's a good, it's a good length. I think it's like almost ebbing on six. Yeah, maybe a little yeah, bit more yeah. than that. Um, uh, I would really like to read the lyrics to this one because you the should, lyrics. You it, should read the whole thing. Yeah, I, I will. I will definitely go through the entire thing. So, in the dawn, an angel was dancing, surrounded by an aura of light, but in the shadows something was watching and with patience awaiting the night. Mournful night, attractive night, your dark beauty obsesses me, an angel bewitched by the shadows, seduced by the whispering lies. A spell was cast and the sky turned red, the angel's heart froze to ice, that blackness that falls is coming to stay, under the snow lies angel so cold. Dusk has passed, and a cold morning breeze is sweeping all over the plain. On the ground lies an angel with skin so pale, on her face an image of pain. Snow is now falling to the frozen ground, the angel is covered by white. Frost is spreading across the plain to welcome the eternal night. The dress is white with crystals of ice and frozen roses so red. 
Roses of blood from an innocent soul, on the plain lies an angel dead. A spell was cast and the sky turned red. The angel's heart froze to ice. In the glooming sky, black clouds were gathering. The silence was broken by cries. A spell was cast and the sky turned red and the angel's heart froze to ice. In the gloomy sky, the silence where dead angels lie. Yeah, so immediately, like immediately hearing it and reading it, it's like apocalyptic. It's definitely meant to be uh, like a good and evil, like what's happening, but also really nice references to literature. Mm -hmm. So the ice and the coldness is like a really good reference to like, say, like Dante's Inferno, where Mm -hmm. the lowest level where the devil is or where Satan is. Um, is actually frozen over. There's no, yeah. there's no fire. Very, very there. Catholic of yeah. them. Very, yeah. very Catholic of them. Totally. To, yeah. So like the icy kind of like them being stuck there in that ice and like being frozen and mm-hmm. having that like anguished pain on their face showing oh, yeah. is also re- reminiscent of like Renaissance paintings where they would get like certain scenes like the fall of Lucifer and it was mm-hmm. very detailed and you'd get to see like their images on their face was the most prominent thing. So I would really like to like to analyze a little bit of the music of this one too. Oh because yeah, because the the song starts off before it gets into like its tremelloy like fastness. There's like an intro. It starts the intro for it is a waltz. Yeah, it is a waltz. Oh, it actually so is like a waltz. the way that it's uh yeah the way designed. that it's the way that it's uh, the timing on it's yeah. a three four. Oh it's, shit. If, okay. To my knowledge, it is a three four. It is in three four, which is a waltz. And Whoa. so it's like so literally. They make a dancing song in the yeah. beginning, and the dawn an angel is dancing after like they kick it off. And then when the so pretty much when it gets corrupted is when yeah, they change when up it, the like, music. Yeah, when it gets, it gets into, into it. The metal. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh fuck, that's cool. Yeah. And it's so like it's yeah. such a brilliant track. Like the solos are super like oh yeah. man, it's just a beautiful song. Like the song itself is just wonderfully crafted. Uh, it was released in 1995. Shit. On um, an album called Storm of the Lights Bane. Storm of the Lights Bane. Yeah. Oh <laughs> I know. God. How can you be more metal than that? <laughs> like, none of our album covers have been as cool as that yeah, one. <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> um, great, fantastic album, too. If you haven't like listened to it, great stuff. Um, Dissection has a bit of a history. A bit of a history. The guy that made this was right. uh, John Noldvit. Noldvit, I believe is his last name. Swedish? Um, yeah. Yeah, he's a Swedish okay. guy. Uh, he committed. He was. Uh, uh, he was uh, convicted of uh, accessory to murder oh, of a man in a uh, in a Swedish park of a gay man in a Swedish park. Wow. Uh, of like, and he did ten years for it. Okay. Uh, he basically. This is my my recount of the story without me reading entirely too much about it. Right. Essentially, what happened is he killed a guy, went to prison for ten years. Um, like wrote his most commercially successful album there. Like fired everyone in the band after he got out. Fired everyone in the band that wasn't a true Satanist and then went on tour in the name of Satan and then offed himself after the tour was done. Like, just put a bullet in his head afterwards. And it's just like, it's just like, wow. Like, I'm just like, I'm just blown away. So how much music did he make then? Uh, A few albums. There's like big, like three or four, I think. Something like that. So not a huge uh, amount. Not a huge amount, but like the... I feel like it was it was quality over quantity with that and guy. And he wrote this himself? Yes. Okay. All of it. So, as far oh, as shit. I know, he wrote every piece of this oh, wow. of, the, of the music and whatnot. As yeah. far as I know, yes. Um especially for Rain Chaos, I think was the name of like the last album that he did was <laughs> Rain as Rain Chaos and that was like all him, like entirely him. Um but I love um Where Dead Angels Lie. It's like I love the chorus in the song. The chorus is like one of my favorite parts. You know, a spell was cast and the sky turned red, you know. And oh my gosh. That's like 
that is totally a reference to just like what would happen to like when the sun gets blotted out like what is the color that remains mm-hmm. and then the silence that sort of gets broken is yeah. like a is also like a really good reference to how like once everyone dies or like an angel falls or something like that it's going to be very quiet and then something is going to break that and in the song it's literally the metal music coming in and breaking that wall yeah and then in the lyrics it's going to be like what they're describing that happens to the angel which is like Basically, they they get killed. They yeah, die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they they, they get die corrupted. from the corruption. Yeah, they die from the corruption, and they fall, and then yeah, yeah, and, yeah. The... That's really dramatic. Like that's got to be one of the most dramatic scenes that you can include in anything, really, mm-hmm. because like it always goes back to like the original fall of like Satan and mm-hmm. like Lucifer and how he was basically expelled. Yeah, and the idea that he's good pure, art. and then something corrupts this poor right. pure individual and whatnot. And I mean, it's like, and this is a story that this is like a story and a theme that goes back hundreds and yeah, hundreds of it's years you will, like the corruption lot. of the pure has been a thing forever <laughs> and like where it leads to and like what like what comes out of that and you know what i mean and it depends on how nuanced you want to be when it comes to right. it you know it really depends good but, good songwriting yeah, yeah fantastic songwriting great lyricism great great music like musicality and it I fits think it well did. with the way that they were playing yeah it exactly it didn't seem like they were playing and then someone's like talking over it mm-hmm. it's like it fit in with what they were doing it felt very thoughtful <laughs> yeah. like all of like all the riffs and everything had their place and it was all like perfectly set up yeah it's just it's, oh they must have yeah. practiced that like crazy oh man. you I, did I'm a couple sure. of takes of it i'm i'm sure man <laughs> there's was, one yeah. he does one song where he talks about where he's like where he talks about like mahakali i think oh, he talks shit. about like a like the uh like an indian like an yeah. indian demon slayer yep god or, or she i think she's like one of the evil gods actually i think from from Hindu uh, mythology. i don't know enough about i don't mythology, i'm not yeah. sure but i know mahakali is one of his songs yes. that that one of dissection songs that happened <laughs> and uh, i thought that was pretty cool you know breaking the like, spreading yourself out a little bit you know um yeah so uh, I feel are we at our like our final thoughts? Yeah. Now, yep, yeah. All right, my friend. So John, what uh, what did you think? What did uh, you think? How did you feel about these these songs themselves? It's a nice spread of like um, not exactly the same genre, but as far as like um, what they were making you feel when you're listening to it, uh, musical style. There's mm-hmm. like a differences in those. The media that it came from, like one of them is straight from a movie. Mm-hmm. The other ones are like. Um, the popularity for the bands is mm-hmm. like really high to like kind of almost obscure in some senses. Yeah. Unless you're really into like the metal scene. Yeah, you know exactly. What, like what it is. So like mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to put together the list like this. That's why I asked you to do it. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> you know a lot more about it, but yeah. um, it's really good stuff and it's meant to kind of explain more about what they do and their concept work. Mm-hmm. And this is why like people love them so much because they aren't just making music. That's nonsense. Yeah, um, they're like they have a point. They yeah. have a point. They have something they're trying to express. All oh the time. yeah, they're always trying to tell you something through it. Um, and it's not like a nonsensical like what Guar does, where their shit is yeah. just fun and weird. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, Guar lyrics in themselves have their own sort of like like Kavit and like yeah, uh, well, Kavit isn't the right word, but they have their own sort of like creativeness with them. Right. Like if you go read some of like old Dave Brocky's stuff, he has some hilarious stuff that yeah, he's made. It's so and it's weird. really creative. It's gr- yeah. good and creative. I love like like their song Jaeger Monster. Yeah. Where he's just like, you know, drive your truck until it spins into a bus full of retarded kids. <laughs> and it's like, like you're like, you know, like the cops don't come, you get away. You'll live to drink another day. Dun dun. Hooray! This also reminds <laughs> me of like, what is that one specific type of metal? It's like basically just pirates 
And oh the, yeah, you're talking about like like the pirate metal genre. Like Aelstrom. Aelstorm. Aelstorm. Aelstorm is like the only is like the only pirate specific. Band. This is like this like uh, Running Wild is the other one. Yeah, that does that does piratey theme stuff. I haven't seen too many of them. I got kind mm-hmm. of see. I got into pirate metal when it was kind of like a vague. Yeah. Like when it was like just starting out, and it's kind of it still is in my opinion. It's sort of yeah. Uh, it didn't catch on. People weren't really like clinging to it. It's fun. I've been I've saw Elstrom live. You know, their yeah. lead singer poked his hand his head into our van <laughs> once at, like a long time ago. It was pretty great, and he's like, "Take me with you." Oh my it was god! So funny. We, we almost did. We almost yeah. like we're getting in the car. We're gonna take you. Yeah. Fuck away. yeah. Let's go on a, on a party. Um, but no, that didn't happen. But I felt it was sort of um, it was a novelty sort of thing. Like the pirate metal thing was like novelty. Oh yeah, for me totally. sort of is definitely how is definitely how I felt about it. And so I kind of like I got into it for a bit. I'm like, eh, okay, you know, I'm really like yeah. I really like because you know you can only do the pirate sort of thing so long until it gets like old. Yeah, I which is not the case for folk metal. No, apparently I, <laughs> folk metal I can still fucking get into. Like there's That's nothing fair. like hearing a bunch of Celtic songs with like the back bass of like distorted guitars and whatnot yep. and all of that together can just be fantastic sounding. Um. What was your uh, favorite song of these selections? Um, my favorite, if it's not uh, like Jack's Lament, mm-hmm. which is my choice. Yeah. But it's like if it's not that one, I think the Misfits song. Yeah, was my favorite, Very cool. just because uh, you sort of get like a whole vibe for how it is to mm-hmm. be, like listen to the song. Um, I could easily imagine like being somewhere like in a group of people listening to it and everyone's just having a good time. Yeah, exactly. And so for that that was like the easier ones. That I think were like my favorites, but as far as like lyrics go, the last one. Yeah, for Angels Lies. Man, that's that's good. That's good writing, and it's really good references. A lot of analogies and metaphors. Mm-hmm. Um, it isn't just like empty metaphors either. Like, yeah, They're exactly. definitely like themed to what their music was like and the sort of message they're trying to give off. I feel like the the metal headed me is definitely going for. I think dissections was part of the. Yeah. Uh, this group was definitely my favorite one. Um, but I do really like Nightmare Before Christmas songs as well. They're yeah. just they're just well, really well composed <laughs> and really well written, and it's just like they're like second, yeah. Because I'm like right. kind of being an elitist metalhead about it, and just being like, <laughs> nah, Dissection's gonna be up on top because it's right. just so goddamn, just so evocative, and I just love like I just love the the song like like the uh, like the the spread the spread of type of music that they have in that one. Yeah. They really like do a good like clean one. Whereas like that's why I would put that like just slightly above. Because A Nightmare for Christmas definitely stays in, like, the classical realm. It's classical, theatrical, and they stay right there. Whereas I think Dissection branches out just a little bit more. Just a little bit. Not much more, but a little bit. Right. And that's cool with me. And then the rest <laughs> of it is all just sort of, like, more horror stuff. I like all the songs themselves, but they're not my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the only other question I had was, this is a good list of music. Uh, do you have, like, one or two other artists you would recommend? That's that like, do, like, that's horror? Like very sim- not necessarily horror, but metal. That's similar to these that people might enjoy? Uh, let's see. Oh, man. I would go with, like, Morbid Angel. Okay. <laughs> Morbid Angel is, like, definitely one of those old school ones. They have a lot of horror stuff, too. A lot of Lovecraftian stuff Ooh, in their stuff. Okay. So I could pick, like, you know, Visions from the Dark Side later, which is great. Yeah. That's a fantastic oh, song. Oh, we'll definitely make another episode where we oh, explore yeah. more music. Oh, yeah. I love, be, yeah. I, love, I love fucking Morbid Angel. It'll be a continuous so. thing, like yeah. what we're doing um, with other things. Morbid Angel is a really good one. Uh, I can't really think of too many more, like, 80s horror bands because Alice Cooper was kind of, like, in my opinion, like, the one guy that did that right. sort of deal. <laughs> um, and so, like, if I'm talking about, like, more black, like, death metal stuff, another like, more of Angel. Are there or, any, or, like, uh, new bands that, like, you've discovered? Dude, I'm so, like, I'm so stuck in the past. Like, I don't even, <laughs> like, I mean, newer, like, newer metal bands these days, like, are very much, like, in my opinion, 
they're like either rehashing what's already been done. Oh, gotcha. So like there's the band called Gruesome that came out, but they're just being deaf. They're oh. just they're just playing music that's like deaf. Like, <laughs> like I could just go listen to death. You fair. know, like I'll just go that's listen fair. to death if that's I want to listen to death, not you know, you know what I mean? And that's kind of my thing. But gruesome is sort of like, you know, they've got the little horror thing going on it too. Death had that also. A lot of the death metal bands, like when they started, were definitely like doing like the horror sort of theme. You know, like uh, as far as like black metal bands go, though, if you want to like, if you want something more melodic than this, like or something less melodic than um than um than Where Danger Light Magua is super fucking cool. How do you spell that? Uh, M G with a uh, it's like a hyphenated L. It's Polish for fog. Oh, Magua. okay. It's how okay. you pronounce his Magua like that, but it's M G L A, is how you would spell it. Oh wow. Um, they had a fantastic album that came out in 2015 called um, uh, Exercises in Futility that I will recommend to everybody until yeah. I die, um, <laughs> because it's just like it's just if nihilism could be in an album, that is it. <laughs> that is it. That's and fair. I, and I feel like they, because black metal bands have a thing where they they're not always really melodic; they're really punishing. Punishing lots of like distorted guitars, like a lot of like um, like dissonant sounds and whatnot. And I feel like McGuaw does the dissonance really well and very artistically to a point where you're like getting really into like this really dark atmosphere. It's also you got to be in the mood for that though. <laughs> oh, you have yeah. to have like a, a soul crushing day, and you're just like, well, I'm gonna give up today. As with all of these, I feel like yeah. you definitely got to be in a mood. Some of them, yeah, you definitely got to be in a mood for that type of stuff. But that's like those are like two bands I would suggest probably that I can think of right now. One is like came out in 2015, fairly new, and still sticks to like an older style of like the black metal kind of sticks right. to like the older ways i guess you could say and then you got morbid angel that's just like one of the like the other pioneers of the genre but lots of horror stuff in their music as well okay nice uh the only one i can think of was the one that justine just showed us uh hmm. bleed the pig oh bleed the pigs <laughs> dude i went and listened to more of it. i was like holy shit they're fucking really cool, good dude. really I love, good I love them, yeah really good no, dude fronted by a woman and she just does some crazy vocals in yeah most of those songs they're really like they really follow that like grindcore punk yep, thing for sure which i really like and they they really i love those bands because they'll blast the shit out of your face <laughs> yeah. with like the drums and guitars and then they'll fucking get this like dope fucking like super fire groove going and then yeah. they'll like blast your face off again <laughs> and it's so fucking dope and it's so good and you just know they have control of the energy and i love oh, that yeah. i love it i can't I, I get kind of over some i've listened to a lot of metal bands and i don't really like the ones that don't seem to have control of the energy yeah you know what i mean like i feel like all the bands i picked were all like they had control of it even cannibal corpse that is like balls oh, to the yeah. wall nuts they ha you can tell they have control of they're that pacing shit, though. through yeah. the whole thing they're, they're, really they, controlled. Yeah. Yeah. they have control of it even though it's chaotic and nuts the whole time <laughs> just insanity and um, well, i'm a huge fan of when things sort of like like all the instruments drop away and they focus in on like one thing. Oh yeah. Which they do pretty often. Like they'll stop and like let the guitarist just fucking shred for like however long mm -hmm. or they'll let the drummer just go crazy. And then yeah. they'll, they'll keep doing that until like everyone kind of gets the kids, their time. The kids love the stops. <laughs> like when the whole band just stops and then they all just come yeah, and do it again. Like, yeah. it's, it's totally like everyone, everyone loves it. It's like the bass drop. It's the same type of feeling. Yes, it's exactly. like waiting for that. They are waiting for the anticipation. Then, Oh, release. <laughs> it's also, yeah. it's also when people, are able to like join in on the head banging and everyone does it together so it's like very much an inclusive thing oh, video on purpose i want to drop one more recommendation yeah opeth yeah oh opeth's, fuck, yeah. opeth's uh uh ghost reveries that entire album nice. is all about possession <laughs> and like rituals there is 
we will have to do Ghost of Perdition okay. and analyze because that's a nine minute song. Holy shit! And that's like, and that's all horror and like about like it's it's fucking fantastic. It's so fucking good. Shit, I don't remember which band it was, but I just discovered the other day that someone made like a sixteen minute song. That took oh, up, there's longer than that. That took up like a whole side of a vinyl. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> Can you imagine buying a vinyl? And it's like, what's on the other side? This one song. This one song. This one song. <laughs> I think um, uh, Joe Satriani has a song called Satch Boogie. Nice. And it's an instrumental, a guitar instrumental track. It's like 20 minutes long. Fuck. I think. Uh, Beardfish. <laughs> Beardfish. Beardfish. That band did like, I, I, I think I'm correct on this. And I don't, don't viewers don't quote me on this but i believe beardfish did like a 40 minute track oh what? like i've listened to a really underground black metal band called verd yeah uh and they did their entire album was one song it's 55 minutes <laughs> yeah it's and that's a weird story too. yeah it's just a long story about this guy walking in rain and a bunch of other things it's like it's like trees and shit black oh, metal what the hell <laughs> black metal where they talk about nature right <laughs> take some mushrooms go listen yeah exactly <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Any Anything else? Any other uh, final thoughts? Nothing uh, for me. Nothing really. No, yeah. I'm just excited to do the next music yeah, episode. So this is, uh, we're, we're starting to get into like, oh, things that we're going to revisit. Yeah. Um, so we're going to revisit certain TV shows. Definitely Tales of the Crypt because there's so much. What, what have we got going on next week? So next week, we are actually going to see a movie that is premiering. So we're going to go see Midsommar. Oh, shit. Which is uh, an indie film. Um, it is the second film from, God, the person who made, they made, a, I'll have to look up exactly which film they made. But it's like, it's their second film that they're making. So people are excited for it. Um, the preview for it looks like a cult. So essentially they get into this area where it's like a cult following. They start getting drawn in. They realize that their friend might be in this cult Ooh. and then they have to pretty much escape. But it's also like the area that they're in, the time is different. So they're like, what time is it? And it's like 9 p.m. But the sun's out. You know, what's really funny is I'm going to bring up something that because Midsommar is directed by the same person that did um, Hereditary. That's it. That's why. It's the yeah. same one. Yeah. So both of these movies have had have had ugly people. <laughs> on, on like the front of their record, uh, so it was an ugly child, and now it's just this ugly lady <laughs> with like a like her like face is all puffy yeah, and that's stuff. Fair. And so I just think that's funny. So now I'm just like, are ugly people evil now? Is that like because the uh, they're like they're meant to be like the who is this? Right. Like, why is the person ugly? <laughs> you know, like woo. they're trying to do like the grotesque look, but yeah. but all they really get across is like don't trust ugly people. Which yeah, is really, like, <laughs> I, don't I don't know if I if I support yeah, this message. Super really. weird. Super I don't know weird. if I'm gonna have to condone that. Mm. But yeah, we'll, we're gonna go watch it like the night it premieres, and then we're gonna try to do an episode same night, uh, so we have like our fresh thoughts on it. So something new, not something that's a little bit older. So we're gonna try to do that as often as possible. Yeah, um, we definitely want to do it when um, the new It movie comes out. We're gonna go see that and then talk about it because uh, that's part two. And so it's when they're adults, shit gets serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you're going to start scaring adults. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm excited for the new it yeah. movie. I think we're also going to be doing um, well, another episode after that. I think we're doing Us and Get Out. Yes. Us and Get Out uh, will, be, will be Peele. the week after. Yep. Both so Jordan Peele, movies. Jordan Peele movies, they are new genres of horror. Uh, new critics and writers, because there's not too much writing out on it just yet. Mm-hmm. But they're starting to coin the term uh, settler horror. 
which is directly referring to colonization and what sort of horror stories came out of that. Damn. In this case, in Jordan Peele's case for us and um, for Get Out, it's what ha- what happened with slavery. What does a like post-colonialized area look like? In this case, the United States. And so they get into those kind of themes. So really new, like the very like cutting edge of what new horror is is becoming and what it's sort of transitioning into. Yeah, absolutely. So we wanted to cover those two, especially because Get Out came out and then we had to wait for Us to come out like a couple years later. And so now that both of them are out, it'd be great to combo them together and talk about it. Uh, anything else? No, John. Yeah. Then I just want to remind everybody that we're super easy to find on all of the streaming sites. Um, we are on iTunes. We're going to be, uh, well, I'm sorry, we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we are on iHeartRadio, as well as SoundCloud, which is where like the main site where we put everything. We got our own Instagram, we got Facebook. So feel free to contact us, leave comments, critiques, you're wrong about this, fix yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> tell us we're wrong. Or like you forgot something, or you yeah. should mention this. Even uh, show ideas, because our schedule only goes so far. And so if we get a good idea, we'll add it onto the schedule and make a combo out of it. Um, so we're always interested to kind of get that feedback, uh, especially because we're so new and we're starting to grow a little more. So it's been really cool. Thanks for coming to talk about all of these songs. And I hope yeah. everyone has a good night. Yeah. Stay spooky. <laughs>